0: ahead grab a seat. I want to say uh, thank you to everybody for joining us here in person on the rooftop or online. Uh, It is a great day to worship together as New Vintage Church. Uh, My name is DJ Iverson. If you don't know me, I'm the associate pastor here at uh, NVC. And I know uh, if you do know me, you're probably going, man, I thought 2020 couldn't get any worse. And this is how it ends. Uh, I know. No, my friend told me to say that joke said self-deprecation always is a good start uh, to start off. Now, I, um, I have the joy of being the associate pastor here. I'm one of the uh, founding leaders of the church. And um, about 10 years ago this time, we had decided that uh, God had put on our hearts to launch New Vintage Church, and we were sitting around at a coffee shop just uh, praying, uh, asking God, what do you have in store for us? Uh, what can we do to follow your word and, and, uh, and be a blessing to Escondido? And uh, this was nowhere in our imagination to even ask or pray for it. And so to be standing here on stage today, uh, a decade later, um, it is it's kind of a surreal moment for me, uh, just looking back at what God has done. Um, I love this week of the year. I know this, so this week that, like, the week between Christmas and New Year's always gets a lot of grief, and I understand it, like, the excitement and the adrenaline, uh, from Christmas is past. like, all the presents are open, now we're into, like, hey, let's go buy batteries for the toys for the kids mode, or, like, um, if you're a rookie move, like, Scotty and Marcus yesterday, you're heading to the mall to return stuff, like, great, another pair of socks, you know, um, So the whole like kind of Christmas vibe is like kind of weaning down a little bit, the ornaments on the tree, like the tree's dead now, and your ornaments are barely hanging on, you're looking at your lights going, we'll wait till the neighbors pull them down, the Pilar's down, and then there's that excitement of like New Year's coming up, and just the natural uh, inclination we have to kind of gravitate towards a new year, a new calendar year, and all the changes coming up. But in between, there's that kind of lull, like everybody's out of school, a lot of people are home from work, taking vacation, traveling. Everybody's tired from eating. Uh, and so a lot of people look at this week and like, oh, it's kind of a dead week. It's kind of a throwaway week. It's actually one of my favorite weeks of the year. Uh, I call it best of week um, because everybody is putting out their best of list for the year, right? All the websites, uh, magazines, if you still read those, all the uh, entertainment sites are putting out their like best of uh, some of, there's just a ton of best of lists, and I, I, I love best of lists, I'm a list guy, I'm a greatest hits guy, and uh, I don't know, you guys have probably seen some of, the, some of these, uh, basic best ofs, right, like best movie of the year, I think we all agree, is uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure 3, or Face the Music, right, obviously, best movie of the year, good year to be a Bill and Ted fan, uh, best album of the year is always a big list, big debate. I'm going Taylor Swift Folklore. Uh, that may surprise some folks. Uh, she, hey, she put out another hit, man, it's a solid album. Um, obviously, writing in her target demographic. Um, for me, uh, one of my favorite best of lists to go through this year has been sports moments and all these like highlights and sports countdowns and stuff. Uh, The easy grab for me, for best sports moment of the year, goes to this one right here. In the air to right field, towards the corner, it's back, it's gone! Welcome to Slam Diego! Grand slam for Eric Cosmer! For the first time in Major League history, a team has hit a grand slam in four consecutive games and that team is the San Diego Padres. Eric Cosmer! With the Grand Slam! Slam Diego! Wow! Yeah. Just picture me at home uh, jumping on my couch uh, with my boys uh, for all four of the Grand Slams uh, that came and then the one after. But uh, no, it's a great year to be a Padres fan. 2020 is a good year for Padres fans. Uh, We'll be taking sign-ups on the bandwagon uh, after services if you want to sign up. Um, no, it's, it, it's, a, it's a, there's a ton of best of lists. And it's cool because everybody kind of in their own little way like looks back. Uh, some of the random best ofs I found. <laughs> a, a website dedicated to pickles put out their top 50 best dill pickles of the year. Uh, if you're a pickle uh, enthusiast, I encourage you to check that out and uh, let us know, you know what you think, the results. Uh, log cabin quarterly. Uh, One of my favorite magazines, Uh, Log Cabin Quarterly, put out their um, best log cabins of the year. A-Frames are back, excited about that. Um, Yeah, I got one woo-hoo, that is awesome. Um, And and last but not least, it's been a great year for whale noises, Uh, somebody put together a list of the best uh, 50 recordings of uh, whale noises this year. Evidently, Wales had a lot to talk about in 2020 as well. Uh, it's been a good year for them. Um, I want to see what you guys have. So here, here's what uh, here's what I'd like to do for like this week for my entertainment, if you could help me out with this. I've got a hashtag, best of 2020 for DJ. And what I want you to do, uh, I mean, if you want to now, if you're bored during service, that's fine. Go ahead and do it if you want to later this week. Um, just post up on your social media account, I'll track it down, what, what's your best of for 2020, whether it's a movie, or a song, or a moment, or whatever, if it's a pickle recipe, whatever it is, uh, I would love to see your best of for 2020. So hashtag best of 2020 for DJ. Um, here's why I like this, This is the week of the year where we kinda get to look back. I love these best of lists. You get to look back and you get to see the highlights. You you get to look back over the year and you get to see all the things that went well, right? You get to see all the things that that made the year a little bit brighter. And um, even in 2020, there's a lot of great highlights, right? Like people are kinda categorically you know, calling for the demise of 2020. Like, I don't know if there's a lot of people that's saying, like, I wish we had a few more days of 2020 left. Uh, most people I here are ready to either launch 2020 into the sun or bury it deep in the sea. But even in the midst of 2020, especially in 2020, uh, in, in a year that's had a lot of darkness, it's so much easier to see the bright spots, to see the lights of 2020. Uh, I was just thinking this week, you know, from a church uh, standpoint, we're here, right? A year ago, this was still kind of a, hey, we hope we make it, right? We're, we're praying, God, we just we just want to see this through. So just being able to stand on the stage, just being able to worship together here, it, it's a blessing, it's a light, and maybe an otherwise dark year. A couple weeks ago, we had one of our largest baptism Sundays ever uh, out at uh, Moonlight Beach. And, and by my account, Uh, 2020 was the year we've had the most baptisms in the history of our church. So even in the midst of what we would call a dark year, we've had these great moments of light. I I think the one that stands out for me personally uh, in the life of the church, to me, 2020 is the year of the volunteer. I'm declaring 2020 the year of the volunteer at New Vintage Church. Uh, In my history of working with churches, I've been In ministry for about 20 years I've never seen uh, volunteers come alive and step up and commit uh, like I've seen this year and we're talking about some not not just checking things off a list but serious spiritual growth and discipleship And, and so yeah 2020 overall may have a little bit of a tough reputation we'll say at the least but even in the midst of 2020, there's some bright lights. And, and that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about us being uh, the light. We, we just wrapped up an Advent series. Pastor Tim had a series uh, called Seeing the Light and, and focusing on the birth of Christ and that narrative and, and what that means for the world and, 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 and focusing on uh, our Savior who comes, Emmanuel who comes to be with us. And I think the natural progression from seeing the light is being the light. We've seen Jesus enter the world. We've seen the impact that Jesus has on the world. And now we make that step to going and doing likewise. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about being the light. Uh, in, In the sermon series, we talked about who Christ is we talked about how he changed the world and now we we turn make that turn we take that light that Christ is to us and we spread that light with others if I'm being honest we all know this right none of us are here saying well I don't think that I should be more Christ like none of us are saying you know what, I would prefer to be a dark spot to the world. Actually, i got a few friends that are like that. But uh, for the most part, we don't really say, hey, I want to bring darkness to the world, I want to bring light. Um, So the question is, why don't we do it? What holds us back from being the light of Christ that we know we should be? And I think we tend to put up roadblocks or excuses or find ways to kind of duck the issue a little bit. So I want to talk about that today. Uh, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 2. If you've got your Bibles with you, go ahead and open up to Philippians chapter 2. Uh, we'll start off in verse 1 here in a second. If you've got your Bible apps and you want to follow along there, uh, you Bible app. Philippians chapter 2 uh, on the events uh, area, we've got a little NBC section where you can take notes and follow along. Um, but starting in Philippians chapter 2, uh, the first idea I want to talk about today is uh, Jesus is the light. And we are called to be like Jesus. So let's read some scripture here. Uh, Philippians 2, starting verse 1. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. What I love about this letter that Paul is writing to the church at Philippi here, uh, Paul's saying, look, any encouragement that you've received from being united with Christ, any comfort that you've received from the light of Christ, anything that you have that comes from sharing the same Holy Spirit that abides in Christ, that's a call for us to be united with Christ. That's a call for us to be like Christ. He says we, we're like-minded, we have the same love, we have the same spirit, we have the same mind. And what I love about this is Jesus himself kind of set the precedent for this. Kind of, he set the precedent for this. Jesus himself had said, you're gonna be like me. We're gonna put this light into action. This isn't just us receiving the light of Christ. That's not the fullness of the light of Christ. It's not about just receiving. Jesus said, um, back in uh, John uh, chapter 9, Jesus had just spoken, given a sermon, and said, um, I am the light of this world. He went and he healed a blind man. And uh, the Pharisees and the and, uh, teachers of the law were asking him you know, why he did this and everything. And he said, look, while I am in the world, I in the light of the world I'm here so I'm going to be a light and if we're going to be like Christ I think this is an attitude that we take we, we move from receiving we move from just seeing the light we move to being the light we say look if I'm going to be here then I'm going to be a light if I'm going to be in this office then I'm gonna be a light in this office. If I'm gonna be in this Zoom meeting, our favorite word of the year, right? If I'm gonna be in this Zoom meeting, I'm gonna be a light in this Zoom meeting. If I'm gonna be in this family, I'm gonna be a light in this family. If I'm gonna be a church, I'm gonna be a light in this church. If I'm gonna be in a community, I'm gonna be a light in this community, and so on, and so on. If I'm gonna be here, if I'm gonna be online, I'm gonna be a light, online. That's the attitude that Christ gives us, right? Jesus himself declared himself light of the world. He sets the precedent that that light be put into action. And and the truth is, if we're going to bear his name, if we're going to wear the cloak of Christ and call ourselves Christians, we should act like Christ. And a lot of times we come up to this excuse. We say, well, I'm not Christ. I I can't do what he did because I'm not him. And I get it. We're not Christ. We're not called to be Christ. There is one Savior. There is one Christ. You and I aren't him. But we are called to be like Christ. We're called to do things like he did, to see people like he saw them. Uh, My last name's Iverson. That got to be really cool in the late 90s when this guy named Allen Iverson became a pro basketball player. um, And everybody asked if we were related. We obviously look a lot alike. Um, We don't. Um, We have very dissimilar skills when it comes to basketball. He's a Hall of Fame basketball player. Um, I like to embarrass myself uh, with airballs, balls. Uh, but here's the deal. Just because I'm not Allen Iverson doesn't mean I can't play around a basketball. I enjoy shooting around with my friends. My little boys have one of the little uh, play school hoops. I taught them this year um, when you throw a basketball you yell from downtown So hearing my two-year-old go, downtown, and hitting my wife's piano instead, it's a joy in my life. But here's the thing, I'm not Allen Iverson, but I can still enjoy playing some basketball, right? We're not Christ, but we can still enjoy being like Christ. We can still see people like Christ. Say, well, how do we do this? Like, what are, what do we do to be like Christ? And I think Paul has an interesting take here in the letter to the church at Philippi. In in Philippians, he says, uh, he focuses on a a word that we don't typically associate with being a light. But I think uh, Paul makes an excellent point here. And I think he really hits the nail on the head when it comes to how do we take what we see from Jesus and put it into action. Um, Being a light means humbling yourself for the glory of God. If you want to be a light, you're going to humble yourself for the glory of God. Uh, Let's read uh, Philippians 2. Let's go to uh, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. I'm going to read that one again. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Okay. Super easy one, right? Do nothing out of selfish ambition. I'm pretty sure we all got that one locked down, right? We do nothing out of selfish ambition. If we want to be a light like Christ, okay, here's how we start. We don't do anything for our own selfish gain. If we want to be a light to the world, we don't do anything for our own selfish gain. If we want to be a light to our community, we don't do anything for our own selfish gain. If we want to be a light for our family, for our friends, we don't do anything for our own selfish gain. We do nothing out of vain conceit. We do nothing to feed our own ego. We do nothing ego-driven. Nothing that says, this needs to make me look good. Y'all thought I was gonna be talking about like like little random acts of kindness and like happy like be a light stuff. There's some hard hitting stuff Paul's talking about here. Do nothing to feed your ego. If you want to be a light to this world, you're gonna set your ego down. You're gonna humbly value others before yourself. Not just value others before yourself. Humbly value others. Before yourself. That means you don't put yourself down. What you do is you lift others up You value yourself and then you value others above yourself Right. I think sometimes we get a mixed message here that humbling yourself before others means groveling on the ground And I don't think that's what christ is saying here. He's saying is I love you I care about you. You have value now you take that value you have and you elevate others above that this is an upward game. And the close cousin of humble, humbly value others above yourself, put others' needs first. Put others' needs first. If you want to be a light to this world, Christ's example is putting the needs of others first. And you say, well... Where does this come from? Well, Christ did it first. Christ did all of this first. He set the precedent for us. Let's go to verse 6 through 8. Referring to Christ. Philippians 2, verse 6. Referring to Christ. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. In uh, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus gave up his position. Jesus gave up his power. Jesus, Jesus gave up his status. Jesus gave up himself to be a light to this world. And if we want to be a light like Christ, We're going to have to do the same, and I think this is the big stumbling block. We say being a light is too difficult Being a light like Christ will cost you Being a light like Christ will cost you At the very least it's gonna cost you your comfort at the very least, it's going to cost you your time and your effort and your energy. But if we're really doing it like Christ, if we're being a light to the world like Christ, it means we're going to have to give up our position. Or we're going to have to leverage our position so that we can be a light to others like Christ did. It means we're going to have to give up our power or perception of power. Or we're going to have to use our strength for the benefit of others if we're going to be a light like Christ. I'm going to say that again. We're going to have to leverage our strength for the benefit of others if we're going to be like Christ. We're going to have to give up our status. It may cost us socially, social capital to be a light. It may cost uh, the ease of some relationships. It may cost uh, a little bit of our comfort. You know, if we want to be a light to the person at the store, right? We may have to get out of our zone a little bit and be a light. But that's what Christ did. He stepped out. And ultimately, he gave up himself. Now, here's the challenge, right? If you want the bonus points. We have to give up ourselves if we're going to be a light like Christ. And what does that mean? It means our identity isn't about us. My identity is no longer about me. If I want to be a light to this world like Christ, then my identity is completely wrapped up in and a reflection of Christ. You don't see me anymore, you see Christ. I'm not saying that as somebody who's there. I'm saying that as somebody who's struggling along the path right there with you. That's the goal, that's the daily discipline. And I think that's part of the key there when we start saying, well, this is really tough to do. Yes, it is. But what great thing isn't a little difficult to start doing? And so, how do we start? Well, we just start slow. Do what you can do now. Do what you can do next. This is what I love about Jesus' stories. He's walking through villages and people touch his cloak. Okay, we'll go with that for the next example of how to be a light. Hey, there's a blind guy. I've got an idea. I'm going to go be a light. We don't have to do these grand gestures all the time. Sometimes I think this is a stumbling block too. We look and we see these big grand gestures and say, I, I can't do that. Okay, start small. One of my favorite stories this year, uh, there's a lady who noticed that um, the UPS driver in her town uh, was a little extra busy this year. So, no surprise. So she called a couple of uh, other neighbors and said, hey, why don't we like just stand outside and?" welcome this guy and make some signs and let him know we like him and we, we appreciate all this hard work. It turned into a parade. All she wanted to do was stand outside with the sign and say thank you, and it turned into a parade of like a hundred houses. The whole town came out to support the UPS guy. We have no idea what God's going to do with our light. This is the same God who's a couple loaves, couple fishes, feed 5,000 people. Imagine what he can do with just I just got a little bit of light to share today. We do what we can, when we can, and we grow, and we make that a daily practice. Today, my my comfort zone is here, with how much light I can share. Tomorrow, it's here. The next day, it's, it's out here. It's a discipline. I think another key, and I'm going to throw this one in here for free. If you want to be a light like Christ, surround yourself with people who have the light of Christ. Be with people that feed that light. If you're constantly surrounding yourself with darkness, and you're the only light, that's a lot of responsibility, and sometimes... That, that's, a, that's gonna make that tougher for us to, to, to be that light of the world. Now, I understand that we're called to go into dark places and we're called to be light in dark places. I don't think that's an issue for us a lot of the times. I think the bigger issue is bring somebody along to be a light with you. That's twice the light in that dark space. And what's cool is when you're a light long enough, You build this legacy of light. Uh, We had a uh, Christmas candlelit service here, and that's one of my favorite moments of the year is is watching one person uh, light another candle, and the next thing you know, the whole room is filled. It's a perfect illustration for this. Next up, when it comes to being a light like Christ, we are blessed when we are a light. We are blessed when we are a Now, what do I mean by blessed? I'm talking about Matthew 5, Beatitudes, blessed. Blessed meaning you are living the way God intended you to live. Being blessed is you are living the way God designed you to live. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore, God exalted him, Jesus, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. That the name of Jesus, that under the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God our Father. Jesus was a light to this world. Jesus was lifted up by God everything you notice everything that Jesus gave up in the previous scripture in the previous part of the passage everything that he gave up was given back to him and more after being a light to this world all these things that we could say that he lost by coming to earth what did he gain in heaven Matthew uh, chapter 5, right after the Beatitudes, in verse uh, 14, uh, Jesus is is talking about people that are blessed and he calls them the salt of the earth. And he says, You're the light of the world, a city on a hill that can't be hidden. Uh, Why would you hide a lamp underneath a bowl? You put it on a stand for the whole house to see. Let your light shine. Let it shine before others. Let, it shine, let God's good deeds shine through you so that God in heaven can be glorified. Right? One of the first big sermons he gives, Jesus calls us. He, falls, he says, You are a light. You were meant to shine. Let me say that again. You are a light. You were meant to shine. And in this analogy, it's God that puts us on that hill. Right? If we're the city on the hill, God has put us on that hill for a reason. The way that we shine is by being connected to God's glory. The way that we shine is being connected to God's glory. That's our blessing. We're teaching this lesson to our our boys right now, our four-year-old and our two-year-old, and they like to pull the nightlight out. Then they complain that there's no light. Like, well, guys, watch this trick. Nope, don't want it in. Where's the light? Right? That's us. We were designed to be plugged into God so that we may light up. That's how we operate. And, and I'll tell you this right now. End of the year, a lot of people are doing kind of like this on, on any given year, never mind, let, let alone 2020. On any given year, we've got a lot of people looking inwards, right? Kind of trying to discover themselves or figure themselves out or say, what can I do to improve my life or or what are the areas that, that I need to work on? If you're seeking peace or meaning in your life, know this you are meant to shine. If you're seeking the blessing of God, if you're seeking peace in your life and identity in your life, if you're looking for uh, something to, to guide your life, to give that meaning, you are meant to be a light like Christ. That's where our peace and our joy comes from when we fully steer into that. And you say, well, excuse me, put up. I don't know if you know me, pastor, but I'm not much of a light i got some friends that can back me up on that. I'm not much of a light. Paul wrote this. Paul spent the first half of his career killing the followers of Christ. I think he knows a thing or two about not being the light. If Paul can write this, my excuses start to look a little thin here. We've all messed up. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, (laughs) What is it? I'm the chief of sinners. We're still called to be a light. In fact, if you really want to shock people and you've lived a a, a life in darkness, a life of darkness, and you really want to make a statement, turn on that light. See that response from those around you. The truth is, we're powered by God. It's not about our mistakes. It's about what God can do in us. And it's part of our salvation process. That's what the scripture is saying here. This process of us being saved over and over and over again, our salvation, part of that is becoming more and more light. So wherever you are today, if you feel like, man, I've been... (laughs) I don't even know if I've got like a spark here. Let's roll with that. God can do a lot with the spark. We're Southern Californians. We know what a spark can do, right? We bless God when we're the light. That's the biggest thing here. We're blessed when we're a light, but we bless God when we're that light. And it doesn't matter how big of a light that is. It doesn't matter if it's a raging inferno, if it's a lighthouse, or if it's that little spark. We bless God when we're a light. Lastly, when it comes to being the light, and and we're asking the why, we're, we're talking about what does that mean. We need to understand others need the light. We've talked a lot about ourselves today. And that's a good place to start, but we also need to understand that this light isn't just for us. This isn't about us, the individual. It's about the people around us that need light. Philippians uh, 2, let's go to verse 12. We've got a big chunk of scripture to finish up with. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fill his good purpose. Here's a fun one. Ready? Do everything without grumbling or arguing. I'll say that one again. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life and then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on a sacrifice and service coming from your faith I am glad and rejoice with all of you so you too should be glad and rejoice with me Uh, light is a community thing it's about us so how do we get there don't complain or argue or grumble. Don't dampen your own light with complaints. Be blameless and pure. If we really want to shine like the stars in our culture, if we want to really want to stand out in our culture and be a guide to our culture, what a great place to start. I'm going to be a light and I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to grumble. I'm going to lift others up. I'm going to treat others uh, better than I want to be treated. I'm going to sacrifice my needs for theirs. I'm not going to complain so people can see that it's true. It's a true light. Like I mentioned before, 2020... I mean, we could talk all day about the difficulties of 2020. It's an odd year. Even for the best of us, um, it's difficult. I'm going to make an argument that there has never been a better time to be a light. 2021, there's never been a better time to be a light. Because here's what I've seen this year. People have figured out Netflix isn't going to do it for them. Being isolated isn't going to do it for them. All these different tricks and secrets and tips to having a better life and having a better this and having a better that or you'll be happy if it's this or that. It hasn't worked at all and people are dropping like flies from these other ideas, I think 2021 is gonna be a crazy year for the church. Has the potential for a lot of people looking for something to light up their life. And who better to be that light that they're looking for than us? The people that, that put on that cloak, that put on that name of Christ. Especially in 2021. Here's a huge blessing that we have. A lot of times when people are in darkness, we don't like to talk about being in the darkness. We don't like to talk about the dark days. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. No, you're not, you're having a rough day. But you don't wanna say it because it's, oh, it's impolite, right? All of us have had a rough year. We've all had a tough year, right? And what's come from this is we all have this willingness to talk about the darkness. What better time for us to be people of light when people are willing to share the darkness they've been in. You know what, I've got something for that darkness. Here's how I made it through the darkness. It's the first time in my lifetime where it's been cool to talk about depression. What a blessing this has been given to us, right? What an opportunity to be a light to the world. All these other things that have not worked, we have what it takes to be a light. We have Christ in our lives. I would love for us to get together this time next year and say, end of the year sermon, DJ's up. We've ran the race this year we fulfilled our purpose. And 2021 has been a year of joy and light. And that all starts with Christ. That all starts with Christ. We're going to make a turn to communion here in just a second. Uh, When the ushers come out, if you didn't get communion, uh, when you came in, just raise your hand and they'll get you some. Uh, We start with communion because... It's a reminder of Christ, of who He is. Communion is a time where uh, we celebrate Christ's broken body on the cross. And we celebrate and we remember Christ's blood that was shed for us. And, and we come together and we share this, this meal together to remind ourselves <clears throat> to remind ourselves the light that Christ brought into this world. And it's a reminder today for us to share that light for others. So today, we take communion, we focus on Christ, and we go be the light.